Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Moving Into the Future. Today, I am joined by Kevin Kennedy of the Aronson Office Furnishings. Uh, Kevin is an executive vice president there. Uh, He's been in the industry for over 40 years, so he's got a lot of industry knowledge that he's going to bring with us today. Very excited to have a conversation. But Kevin, you know, uh, with 40 years experience there, I think right now we're seeing one of the, the, the biggest events um, really, in your 40 years with the recent merger of Herman Miller uh, and, and Noel, $1.8 billion acquisition, certainly not chump change. Uh, you know, why don't, why don't you tell us a little bit more about that, um, you know, and, and what you think that's going to mean for the industry as a whole? Well, first, th- thanks for having me, Jack. Really appreciate it. Um, yeah, it's really exciting. Um, now, I can only speak to high level because they, they didn't call me and ask Kevin Kennedy what he wants to do with it. Um, but think about um, our industry is led by five major manufacturers. Those five majors now, two of them have combined forces. And, and why, did, why did Herman Miller and Knoll, why did Miller buy Knoll? Because their DNA is so intw- intertwined. Uh, they both speak to, they both have iconic, uh, classic iconic design. Um, when you take the legacy of a Florence Knoll and the legacy of a, of, a, of a Charles Eames and put them together, um, that's just the start of what will happen, what can happen with these two incredible brands joining, te- joining each other. And, and the start, this is just the start, and I don't know all of that's there. Right, because with these mergers and acquisitions, you know, they do take time. And again, as you mentioned, these two iconic brands, you know, that uh, merger is not going to happen overnight. There's certainly going to be a lot of pieces to this. But, you know, we were speaking about this before. And, and to put it into a correlation that our listeners might understand, it's like, you know, Star Trek and Star Wars, you know, coming together for a uh, collaboration in a movie. Really, it, 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 as you mentioned, opens up this entire galaxy for uh, for clients as a whole. So, you know, what do you think it's going to mean for clients, you know, in the future and, and, and how they present things? Because when I was on the end user side, you know, we had different contracts with different dealers or manufacturers um, to save us, you know, cost and, and logistics and everything surrounding that. So, you know, th- this is really going to open up the world to them in terms of that classic design that you mentioned and, and, and the options that they're going to have. Uh, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would I would take a look at it this way. And, and again, you know, the chips are still spinning, let alone having settled. So, you know, it, it, we can we can suppose that. Um, First of all, let me be really clear. Herman Miller didn't purchase Knoll for $1.8 billion to let that just go away. Um, there's so many facets behind it. It's the iconic design. It's, it's Knoll's product line. It's the distribution. It's, it's the, the, the touch that is not just local, local here in, in when I say local, I mean in, in the U.S. It's worldwide. And what that's going to bring to our clients, our clients are global. Um, Aronson clients are national clients. We service clients in the Caribbean. We service clients in South America. We've done pro- projects over in Europe and certainly throughout the, the entire entirety of North America. Um, so what, what is this going to bring to our clients' opportunity, the opportunity for them? Um, one would hope that down the road when the chips do land um, that you're going to have, that, that we will hopefully have access to all of these iconic brands. You mentioned Star Trek. Um, it, the, all of the brands that fell under the, under the Knoll banner um, were always referred to as the Constellation. 
um, is the constellation of products. And um, now you mentioned the galaxy because now when you take Herman Miller and, co and combine the two, you know, being a Trekkie, live long, prosper, <laughs> you know, it's strange new worlds, all that kind of good stuff. It's really, really exciting. Yeah, it really, really is. And, you know, too, we, you know, we speak about it just, you know, nationally, but, but the, you, you mentioned it, the global impact this is going to have, you know, with, I, I know Noel has over 150 dealers and, and you'd have to think Herman Miller has close to the same, you know, that's over 300 dealers globally that are going to be able to service these clients with global portfolios in, in different areas, um, you know, of the world. And that is going to create such immense value um, for these clients and making decisions around designing their office space. It's really interesting because, you know, we are seeing this evolution of the office space and, uh, you know, things changing so drastically. And, and, and with the possibilities that this offers through this merger is very, very exciting for the industry as a whole. So, so I'm excited to see, you know, how it transpires and how it develops. And again, you mentioned, you know, we are in the very early stages of this. But um, I, I think even some of the collaborations that we're going to see between local dealers, you know, and some of the um, creative solutions that'll provide for clients is going to be really interesting as well. So, uh, so, so very exciting. Um, you know, stepping beyond that too, and, and really discussing some of the uh, you know creative solutions that that we're offering to clients, we had the pleasure of of working on a project together. You know, as a matter of fact, I met Kevin about a year ago this time, right? Yeah, even even longer. I think we met in like May of last year, right. but this is the first time we've actually met in person. And you know, through the pandemic, uh, we had the privilege. Of working on a project together, a very, very unique project for, for a client, uh, putting together a package where we both emphasized our strengths, uh, you know, mine on the, you know, uh, moving and, and logistics ends, and then you're on the design and, and, and furniture end. Um, and it was really neat. And the, the, the way that we use technology to bring it all together was very fascinating. Um, and for me, it was very valuable because it offered me kind of a crash course into how, you know, Aronson operated and all the solutions they have. So, you know, why don't you talk about that a little bit? Sure. Um, when you take a look at that, that particular project, the facets were many. Um, we, had a, we had a national client we had, with numerous locations. We had, the, the client was expanding to new locations. The client was also doing move ads and changes within their current facilities. Um, the dynamic of the, the, and the growth of this particular company um, expanding into markets that they hadn't been in before um, and to continue to, to, te to today. They needed a team that was not just a furniture dealer, not just a, a moving and storage company. They needed a logistics, they needed a, a, a collaboration of two companies going together where we are interchangeable. People were, did not know that Jack worked for, Aaron, for, for the Advanced Group. People didn't know that Kevin worked for Aronson they knew that this was the team and the the all of the all of those facets had to be combined and we had to create a platform and and i call it a suite a technology suite that i'm not going to get into today um but the technology suite where it allowed us to take a look at the client's assets take a look at their current inventories take a look at their future requirements all of this happening, and you could have this client could have three or four or five projects happening at the same time, um, sometimes in the same days. And how do we coordinate all of that while the client is still doing what they've got to do, stay in their business that they've got to stay in? 
Um, and it was really, really cool. It really, we knew collectively we needed to step up our game um, to truly capture this business and truly satisfy what the client's needs were. Um, and we did it. And we did it, and quite frankly, you said it. Um, we didn't meet each other physically until this morning, and, but we did it, uh, and you were out in L.A., and we were here in New York, and we did it through Zoom um, and proved to the world that we can do, or our world anyway, that we, we were able to make this thing happen. Right, right. And I think that's you know a, a really interesting component to it is the technology solutions. And I know we're going to have Diego, who was a, was a major piece to that puzzle, um, on in the future. But you know, talk about those te- technology solutions a little bit, you know, and how far how Aronson is is using new technology or creative technology to service clients, you know, through this um, through the pandemic, and then also, you know, as as we transition to this return to office. So um, we're working with a client right now. Um, they are going to go with a hybrid solution. They want to have a fifty percent uh, occupancy, and they have offices in Singapore, London, Connecticut, New York, um, and then other smaller offices. Uh, we're doing projects for them in New Jersey, Long Island, and LA as well. And what they needed to do was come up with a comprehensive technology solution for reserving desks, call it a hot desk, um, and a system that they can see that, that on your phone, you can see what desk might be available for me, what, you know, how can I schedule and, and reserve a conference room, a huddle room, put in my days and so forth. So that's just one aspect of what we're doing from a technology standpoint for helping clients return to the office. I mean, we've seen a lot of things happen in this last year that no one even knew what was, you know, from, from, from we had to stop working or stop working in our office, we never stopped working. And then we took it upon ourselves once we were, once we were in, in lockdown that there were clients, essential services that had to work and they had to work, this is pre-vaccination uh, um, vaccines had, were under obviously under development, but hadn't been uh, available. And but people, we still needed commerce to go on, right? So we we took floor plans, created social distancing parameters, worked with our client who's going to be in, who's not going to be in, putting up screens. Um, again, a reservation system, uh, even down to including uh, you know how do people get their their uh, temperatures checked and right. so forth. So that was some of the things that we had done during the pandemic. Now, well, we're still in the pandemic, but, but early on. Now, so many of our clients are returning to, to the office. They're returning, and, and in large part, returning right after school starts, right after Labor Day. And we're working with these clients to, we're, we're changing offices around. We're knocking down, just as you guys are. Right. We're knocking things down. We're, make, we're putting more collaborative spaces together, somewhat socially distanced, um, and assisting our clients so that they can try and understand where they, you know, what is our office going to look like? You know, we have all this real estate. Do we really need to the, the pe- people to be so condensed? We don't want to. The, the thing that really, Jack, that, that's come out, and, and this is across all industries, the lack of collaboration that you have, the spontaneity. Yep. You know, I can't just walk into, you mentioned Diego, he's our marketing manager. I can't just walk into Diego's office if we're, not, if we're, if we're working remotely and say, hey, listen, here's this idea that I want to I throw it by you. So this, the, the lack of spontaneity and collaboration is really being missed. And, and you're, reading, you're, you're reading articles about it. You're seeing, you're listening to podcasts about it. And it's, so people want to be back in the office. Make no mistake about that. It's just what's that office going to look like. Exactly. And we've had that conversation, too, in terms of, you know, what type of creative solutions. And, and I've 
been redundant on this podcast mentioning that, how we've worked together with creative solutions. But what type of creative solutions are you seeing within the office space that are really going to, you think, in your opinion, draw employees back in? You know, you mentioned those collaborative spaces. Um, I've seen through some of my clients where they are using what might have been a um, breakout space with sofas and couches and almost like a, like a living room setup, that being taken away and using that as an open collaboration space with, um, you know, rolling whiteboards or, or you know, uh, TVs, you know, that, that, that can be moved around. Are you seeing something similar or what it, do you think? Yeah, we're seeing different levels of it. Um, some clients do not want to lose those areas that are that loungy type. That, right. You know, they, they, they want people to just be able to sit down socially because it's, it's the spontaneous meeting that, that, that will drive so many great ideas. But we are taking some of those away. Um, we are... It, it, Primarily, our clients use benching, mm-hmm. um, and um, what what's happening is, you know, even though as we come out of the pandemic and people are vaccinated, and you know, I don't want to get into the variants that are, that we're talking about right now, but it's they they still if we're going to be in benching, we're we're not going to lose those Zoom calls. We're still going to be on 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 video chats. We could be, in, and, but the problem is if I have people in a, in a cluster, clients have clusters of people, right? It's we need to be providing them space that they can go privately into a group. I mean, I'll just give you an example. In my office, we have five people that participate in the same meeting once a week along with clients, and they have to separate because the, the, the feedback is too much. Right. So you have that. You have pe- So we have to come up with areas that people can now do a smaller call by themselves. Um, but the dynamic, of the, the, the dynamic of the office is going to change. What that is going to ultimately look like is is i don't want to say it's anybody's guess it's what we're working on yeah and and you know that's something really interesting with 40 years experience and and, you know just to give some depth to the listeners you know kevin has been in this industry for over 40 years you started as a a furniture repairman repairman right (laughs) so that's quite the journey to evp of a of you know one of the largest node dealers in the uh you know uh tri-state area um you know, tell us about that, kind of the evolutions that you've seen in, in, in the office space, you know, since you started and where we've gotten to today and, you know, where we're heading. So, you know, it's, it's really cool. Um, if you take a look, when I first started, um, panel systems were just introduced. Actually, Herman Miller introduced the first panel system. And um, prior to panel systems, and you know, I started in 1978, during the 70s and prior to that, it was, and, and Quite frankly, Long Island is a really great microcosm of what of the evolution of what's happened in 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 our in our in the furniture world in our office environment. If you go back to the days of Grumman, Grumman was not only one of the largest employers in the in the country. Grumman was the largest employer on Long Island, and with all of their facilities prior to panels, everybody sat in the desk, and the desk was these just desk after desk after desk. Right. If they had a file, that might be what separated people. And if you remember, those telephones were loud. Mm-hmm. You had vinyl floors. Yep. You know, acoustics weren't. Even, it wasn't. I don't even know if it was a, name, a word. Um, <laughs> but it's. But and there's a really iconic photo that Frank Lloyd Wright, um, when he designed uh, Johnson and Johnson's building, um, there's there's a photo from a balcony of just all of the sea of desks. And everybody knows what I'm talking about. Go back to Mad Men and so forth, yep. right? So now in in the in the late 70s is when panels were introduced. And so we started, so everybody liked the idea, oh yeah, let's put people into cubicles. And, you know, there was a great resistance from the people 
coming from those desks to go into cubicles. And then once people were in cubicles, they wanted higher panels. So now we're going 80 inch high panels and then they wanted doors on their cubicles. <laughs> and then we started talking about, well, let's start taking panels down and lowering them. And then there was a huge resistance to that. And then, you know, today it's, you've got, you've got people who really are not in private offices that often. You've got, you're, you're more seeing benching and different types of benching separated by screens, not what we used to be with panels. And each time that that's, this change happens, it's, it's, there's, a, there's a resistance for it to happen, but then when you don't have it, or then when you're in your new space, you really like it. Now, you and I were speaking earlier. I have never, in, in, in my four decades long career, um, I have never seen one uh, demograph change the way we do things more than I have millennials. Um, and you know, and I and I, I don't say that as a as a knock on millennials. Quite frankly, I think that they've really done a they they really pushed the envelope to, to that they will not accept certain things. And I'm not talking about you know people like to think of millennial you know give me a beanbag and I sit right. in the corner and do my thing. Millennials like anybody else wants to work collaboratively, but they want to work in somewhat of a freestyle, if you will. Exactly. And you know we're faced in a, we're we're now in such a generation where you've got you've got boomers like myself, you've got millennials, you've got X, you've got Z coming up, you've mm -hmm. got all of these generations coming into office, and they they have different views of what has to be done. We're also coming out of this pandemic, so you've got this this whole group of of, of additives that are now right. in this bowl, right? So now now I'll go back to Miller Knoll, right? So. The, the research that these two organizations do, now that they'll be combined, is phenomenal. Exactly. Okay. They, they, so now you you take these two iconic brands, and you know who who acted and worked independent of each other are now going to collaborate together to come up with what would be. And again, their their, their legacies, you know, I, I mentioned Florence Noel earlier and 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 Charles Eames, they 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 had a they had foresight to what's what things are going to look like. The, 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 it's really cool. It's really exciting. It is. It is. And, um, you know, you talk about kind of millennials shifting the office space and, and really, you know, pushing our envelope. Um, I say our because I am a millennial. Uh, you know, I think that the biggest component of it is is that flexibility, you know, and, and the office space is still key. And, and I think one of the things about millennials, too, is there's such like uh, drastic varying of opinions uh, across you know our our generation you know it's in and when i say that i mean like it's either we're very black and white you know people just have their definitive opinions on things and they stick to them and um you know i think that flexibility though and in terms of what i think the office space is going to look like is it's almost like and again this is you know depending on the the scale of the space as a whole but you know take like a twenty thousand square foot space I think there's going to be various like breakout sections of the office where you know you're going to have like your phone booths in a section and then your like collaborative you know meeting um, comfortable spaces if you will and then obviously desks and then you know the, the conference room areas and, and spaces like that but very distinct distinct sections of the op office and in those spaces is a purpose you're going to the office because the office provides this purpose whether it's meeting whether it's creative uh, whatever it may be, I think that's going to be the main function. And then I think the uh, the incentives around the office space is also going to be very key. And I think that's one of the really cool things that when we work together, you know, having that technology that offered that, um, 
information in terms of you know what's around the office what's within the office teach us about you know how we can use this office space that was one of the really cool technology solutions that that Aronson offered that I really enjoyed and 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 that component of our technology suite it's it's um, it allows our clients we we assist our client this is this was developed by Aronson it's not something you can get off the shelf and we, we took a look at a need, the needs of the client. A client moves two miles away from their, their current location to a new location. Okay, what does that entail? And, and you can break it down into a number of things. Um, it entails that, you know, I need a new deli. I need a new dry cleaner, um, new nail salon. Going to get my hair Where's done. Where's the public and, transit? Where's the, where are the train stations? You know, all of, the, all of the facets that, you know, quite frankly, every one of us takes for granted. Um, but also, to the, the, with inside the office, to your point, okay, today I want to work in this environment. How am I going to find it? Is it available to me? Um, you know, I want to be in a very open social world to, for, for my meeting today, and tomorrow I know I have to be like boardroom type. Right. So, so it talks about that, but it also we, we, we provide corporate information that, that um, we work collaboratively with our client to that they don't necessarily get out that we help them get the message out. Right. And, you know, I don't want to get into a whole lot of that right at the moment. Diego can share more on, on, on those topics. Um, but really, it's, it, you know, again, we Aronson never views ourselves as a furniture dealer. Right. We view ourselves as solution-driven, a, a solution-driven um, company to solve our clients' uh, needs, sometimes solving needs that they don't even know that they had. Um, and so many of the things that we offer to our client are come through just casual conversation, mm -hmm. you know, um, casual conversation that, quite frankly, you don't necessarily get through an RFP process, but just, you know, it just, it, it's, it's, it's an organic conversation. It starts with, you know, we're moving. I don't know where my deli is. Right. You know, exactly. Um, so it's really cool. So those, th that, and that's, that's really what separates, in my opinion, what, what we do from many, many others. Yeah. And I want to emphasize that too, because, you know, the same way we present ourselves as a moving company, we are so much more and we aim to be so much more than a moving company. The same way uh, Aronson does as far as a furniture company. You guys offer so much more in terms of solutions for clients. And in this new world that we are transitioning into, as we've discussed on this podcast, it's going to be so crucial for clients to know that they're working with companies or at least have companies like us available to them to, to, to make these decisions because I've mentioned it time and time again on this podcast. C-level executives are not meant to have the answers and solutions that we have. You know, they, they have very important roles, you know, to keep this, these companies functioning, but they still need to worry about their office space. You know, as you know, the office space is typically the uh, second largest expense to a company behind their payroll. So, you know, how is that space being utilized to its, you know, fullest degree? And, and that's where a company like Aronson can, can really help in that regard with a, with a multitude of different solutions, as can the advanced group, you know, making sure uh, things are happening, um, you know, very um, efficiently in, in terms of, you know, moving employees around and, you know, the project that we work to together on you know, revolved around Mac work, which is move, add, change work. And what that means uh, for, for, for listeners, uh, just to get some depth, is clients, or I should say companies, often move, you know, anywhere from 50 to 100 employees on a weekly basis. So what we do and what we did together was come up with a solution where we are using technology and communication to do that as efficient as possible. If a request is put in on a Monday, 
to move 100 people and also uh, you know, change a boardroom to a collaboration room and, and moving out that furniture. If that request is made on Monday, by that Friday at the latest, we are executing, changing that, and it is up to the standards by Monday the following week. And those are the type of solutions that, that we can offer at the Advanced Group in Aronson to, to really help our, our clients function. And that's going to be immensely important coming out of this pandemic because no one has the secret sauce or, you know, the, uh, the, the, the number one solution to, to how companies want to work. So when you're partnering with, with a company like Aronson and like the Advanced Group to help make these decisions, you know, knowledgeably and, and, and accurately, and, and then if, you know, you find you need change, we, we can be there to, to immediately, you know, make those changes and, and, and do it efficiently, like I mentioned. It just provides such immense value to clients. So, um, you know, it, it's been a real joy, uh, you know, working with you and, and, and you know, getting to, to work together. Um, on, on a different topic, you mentioned you are a big Trekkie. You know, long that's it. So it's funny. I was just watching the uh, the new one um, with Chris Pine and uh, that whole cast is very impressive. Zoe Saldana, too, is great. Um, but I realized I like the new Star, Star Trek movies so much more than the new, new, new Star Wars. You know, they, they did them so much better. So, you know, as a Trekkie and somebody who is a, um, you know, a, 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 an aspiring Trekkie, if you will, where would you say is the best place to start on that? Uh, I'm going to uh, right from the start, and yeah. and and it, it and here's why. Um, and yeah, and look, there are bigger Trekkies in this world than me for sure, but um, it goes back to the original series, okay? And the original series only lasted a couple of seasons, um, but you take the, the you take the the the, um, the two characters with William Shatner as as um, as uh, the, uh, Captain Kirk, and you take Leonard Nimoy as Spock. And Captain Kirk was not the original captain for the original pilot, okay? They changed him out right away. But the reason why I say you go back to the beginning, Jack, is because it's, it's for the movies that you just mentioned, how much you really, really like. It's, you, and you like them over the Star Wars, okay? And, you know, it's what J.J. Abrams did when, they, when you're dialing it forward. First of all, you have to understand the characters. Right. Um, and that, that's what the original seri- series allows you to do. And then Star Wars, the first Star Wars movie came out, I think, in 77. Right. And the first Star Trek movie came out in 79. Um, and look, barriers were broken when Star Wars came out, right? No, we never saw that before. I, I, I can remember sitting, I know the movie theater was up in Vermont. I, didn't li- <laughs> I was on vacation and the movie, th- it, seeing what's just even the start, you know, New Hope. Right. Um, so it's really cool. But then Star Trek, you know, had been put, the, the producers, Gene Roddenberry and such, had been produ- had been pushed to, to they got to get a movie out. And I don't know that the quality of the movies was the same for those three original Star Wars movies as as uh, as it was for Star Trek. Although the second Star Trek and, and the fourth Star Trek were amazing, but you now dial it forward to the the Chris Pine, the J.J. Abrams. So what J.J. Abrams did to Star Trek was revolutionary. He first of all amazing that he found characters to replace the characters right. that there were. Secondly, he 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 decided I'm going to change the timeline and he did that in through the story where and and who would have ever thought that you're going to have young Spock and old Spock in the same movie and um you know it's just it it really cool Um, and you know I'll always be a Trekkie my kids laugh at me but um you know if you go into my office you're going to see Star Trek and you're going to see and you're going to see Star Wars stuff 
But yeah, I agree with you. Star, the Chris Pine stuff is really good. There's, there's supposed to be a new Star Trek movie coming out. J.J. Um, Abrams is producing. I don't, oh, think, nice. I, I don't think he's directing, but um, it's going to be really cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll, uh, I'll get on that, and I'll let you know how it goes You know, next time I see you. But uh, I really appreciate you coming on today. This was great. Um, you know, thanks again and, uh, looking forward to continued success together and, you know, down the road, we'll get you on again. Absolutely. Jack, thanks so much and live long and prosper. Live long and prosper. (laughs) Absolutely. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We look forward to the next episode. Bye. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast at the advanced That's the advanced